Good evening. I'm Kenz. And I'm Alexis. Welcome to Spectral. How's um, everyone doing? Alexis and I just got back from a late night Discount Tuesday movie. It's true, and we snuck in Shake Shack, and I have absolutely no shame about that. Oh, we did sneak in Shake Shack. We did, but the people next to us also snuck in burgers, <laughs> yeah. so I was not ashamed. That's true. But we had a great time, and now we're here recording nice and late, almost midnight, and we're going to talk about black-eyed children today. Did you mean to say black-eyed peas? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. No, I, I just thought maybe we talk about Fergie. I well, I am. I understand. I like to move it. Glamorous. Anything else? There are other songs. I just don't know the names of them right now. Yeah, when you said Black Eyed Peas, I immediately thought of The Lagoon. Um, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Not the band. So. I was like, what is a lagoon? And then I realized what you said. <laughs> um... But yeah, we're going to talk about black-eyed children, or B-E-Ks for short, black-eyed kids. Let's say, what is it? B-E-K. Oh, I thought you just said B-K, like Burger King. Have it your way. Yeah, <laughs> then you said more things. Copyright sponsor us. <laughs> sponsor us. <laughs> Burger King. <laughs> Come get your nine-piece chicken fried today. How weird is it? It's only nine pieces. Do you want to talk about that? Is it really a nine piece or did you just make that up? No, it's a nine piece. We could talk about it after. It should just be ten. <laughs> Alright, I'll let them know. When they sponsor us. When they sponsor That'll us. That'll be the that'll, condition. It'll be in our contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll only be served ten piece chicken fries from now on. And also I want a five piece order of French toast sticks, not four. That's stupid too. Okay. Okay. You're well, welcome. So I have to be honest with you, when I first heard the term black eyed children on a different podcast a year or two ago i thought it meant like children with black around their eyes like if you got a shiner no one's a shiner what yes they do old people if you got a shiner yeah old people say shiner no like in the 60s i gave her a shiner yeah i was thinking like do and meet the robinsons the bowler hat never seen it villain never seen it all right Someone out there has seen Meet the Robinsons, and then the villain wears a bowler hat, and as a child, he, like, perpetually has two black eyes. So, like I was saying, if you are unfamiliar with black-eyed kids, or B-E-K, um, they are quote-unquote children between the ages of 6 and 16, with entirely black eyes, no iris, no whites around where an iris would be. And the kids will seemingly appear out of nowhere and are typically known to knock on your front door or car window and asking to be let in for various reasons. They look like normal children besides their eyes. Red flag. (laughs) Normal children. (laughs) (laughs) And occasionally wear outdated clothing, but they always insist over and over and over to be let into your space. Most stories have these entities wearing sweatshirts or jackets that conceal most of their body, but a few sightings do put them in that late uh, 1800s, early 1900s outdated clothing. Like flappers? No. You said 1900s? 
I said late 1800s to early 1900s. I think 1920 is the early 1900s. Yeah, but children weren't flappers. Okay, but how do you know? Were you a child in the 1920s? No. Another notable aspect is that they always bring a sense of deep dread and despair to the person they're interacting with. Most children already do that for me. I want you to know, I almost wrote in this, like, in our notes... Alexis feels deep dread and despair around any child. I do. <laughs> Children just like me feel very awkward. Babies are fine, I guess. Alright, well, these are kids 6 to 16, so no babies. You're good when you turn, like, 21. Well, these kids are 6 to 16. Yeah, red flags. Part of the reason the urban legend for black-eyed children is so interesting, in my opinion, is because we know the somewhat recent origin story. Most urban legends, it's all word of mouth, generation after generation. You can't really pinpoint where it started. That's not really the case with Black Eyed Children um, or BEKs. Their origin story starts with Brian Bethel, a local reporter in Abilene, Texas, claims to have sent out a chain email in 1996 detailing an experience he had the previous year in late 1995. Different versions of the story I'm about to share can be found all over the internet, But this version is pulled specifically from an interview Brian did, um, and it was summarized by Beverly G. from Medium.com. They have, like, an online magazine. I love Medium.com. I'm sorry. I love it. Wait, really? Yeah, I get their email alerts. But you only get so many free articles a month, so. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I had no idea that you knew all about it. I do. I know. They have a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, They have so much cool stuff. Medium.com. Sponsor us. (laughs) In May of 2022 is when Beverly published this article. Um, And this is a recap of Brian's story that he shared in his latest interview. One evening in 1995, Brian popped down to his local branch of Camelot to pay a bill. I don't know what that is. Sounds like a bank. Yeah, a bank or maybe he had to like pay, I think, like a utility bill. So could have been like a quick mart that does that. That's true. We were infants at the time. so That's true. If anyone in Texas... um, Knows what a Camelot is? Let us know. Yeah, I was born in Texas, and I don't know. Alexis, Texas. Yep. Is there a porn star named that? Yes. <laughs> All right, never mind. Um. <laughs> so yeah, Brian went down to his local branch of Camelot to pay a bill, um, and he intended to leave a check right in their like overnight slot that they have. So while he was sitting in his car writing out the check, there was light spilling over from the foyer of a nearby movie theater was Westwood Theater, when there was a firm knock on his driver's side window. No. When he looked, there were two children who stood there, boys between the ages of 9 and 12 years old. He described one as having olive skin and curly brown hair, and one as having really fair, pale white skin with red hair and freckles. The first one kind of sounds like Luca from Disney Pixar's Luca. (laughs) What an astute observation. (laughs) So Brian opened the window a little bit and the nearest child asked if they could get a ride back to their moms because they'd come to see a movie, Mortal Kombat specifically, but had left their money at home. Brian said all of a sudden he felt a wave of inexplicable fear washing over him. In his interview, he said that he had this visceral reaction that made little sense in the moment. Yeah. um, Because it was just two little kids asking him a question his specific statement was why would a grown man feel fear at the sight of two little boys he described his fear increasing i felt like i was being hunted as if 
I were a prey animal. He noticed the movie had already started, so there wouldn't be much of it left to watch if he drove these, drove these kids anywhere and then back. But the older child kept giving Brian reassurances like, it wouldn't take long. And then they got a little stranger. He started saying, we're just kids who want to watch a movie. That's so suspicious. Right? Like, no kid would ever no, say that. Like, kids don't say kids. that. Yeah. Then he said, we don't have a gun or anything. Okay. Who brought up guns? <laughs> I guess it's Texas, but still. Yeah, but he's 12 at the oldest. He obviously doesn't know their exact age. He put them in a range of 9 to 12. But that's so scary. Maybe he was a child sheriff. Yep. Show me your badge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so once the kid said, we don't have a gun, this last declaration, Brian was completely unnerved. He looked away from the boy towards the door lock. When he looked back, the atmosphere had changed. And he was staring into a pair of coal black eyes so there i think their faces were like pressed really close to the glass that's upsetting and all he saw yeah it was big black eyes he apologized to the kids telling them he couldn't give them a ride he wound up the window and put the car into reverse as he did he noticed a look of confusion on the second boy's face the one who hadn't uttered a word the first boy hammered on the window yelling We can't come in unless you tell us it's okay. Let us in. Don't let them in. Let us in. No, do not do that. Brian drove out of the lot as fast as he could. He glanced in his rearview mirror, but there was no one left there. Lexi's life advice. Don't let anyone in your car ever. (laughs) Friends, family, nope. Walk. (laughs) No one ever. (laughs) No one ever. No children, no hitchhikers, nothing. Keep your own children out of your car. Yes. They could walk, too. It's good for the soul. This is just, yeah, but this is just an age bracket between 6 and 16. So, like, the littles can get in. And then your 17-plus-year-old can get in. Exactly. Look. Perfect. Perfect. Can you walk at Yeah. Can you walk at 6? <laughs> yes, you can walk at 6. Not everybody, so don't discriminate. Most people can walk at 6. I couldn't walk until I was 12. That's not true. You're going to have people feeling bad for you. Don't pity her. She's mean. Pity me a little. I had a speech impediment. That's true. Oh my god, wait. You have to tell the story about in your speech class. Um, I was in speech class for all of elementary school because I had a lisp that <laughs> sometimes still comes out. And in my class were, I don't know, other kids with speech impediments. And one of the kids had also a speech impediment. And leukemia. And would bully me for having a speech impediment, just like he did. So that was my childhood. Couldn't talk. Got bullied. (laughs) I would love to know what that bullying sounded like. Well, now we all know. This is why Alexis bullies. Behind closed doors when we're not recording. Mackenzie bullies me. So Mackenzie, cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) You shouldn't have the power. (laughs) So Bethel, Brian Bethel is kind of known as the father of the black-eyed children. He's their papa. (laughs) Yep. There are claims, like there are supposedly reports that kids like this have been seen since 1980s, but there are no specific stories that you can ever find about it. Just that one sentence claim of that they're have been stories, but you can't find them. So everyone kind of considers Brian to be 
the founder of the Black Eyed Kids lore. Nellison, as soon as I read that he was a journalist, I was like, mm. And, I mean, he's done many interviews. He's written his own article for the Abilene News about it. Um, and was featured on an episode of Monsters and Mysteries in America on the Travel Channel. Love the Travel Channel. Yeah, I believe his episode aired in 2012. And it was him recounting his experiences. And then I think they delved into some other experiences that people have had with black-eyed children. Now, he claims that he hasn't told this story to boost his career. And that's actually had the opposite effect, with many questioning his accountability as a writer. That's sad. It's definitely sad, especially if everything is true. So the question that always kind of comes around is, what are the black-eyed children? And there are an immense amount of theories around what BEKs could be. But we're going to talk about some of the main ones. Which ones I think are the most likely? Do you have any... Like, guesses or theories of what they could be? Demons. Okay. So you're in, like, the demon realm. Yeah. Okay. So that's one of... We'll get into the theory towards the end of this, but that's one of the theories I I lean towards, too. The first is that these children are traditional spectral entities, a.k.a. ghosts. The main support for this theory comes from the BEK's ability to disappear and reappear at a whim. So just like the story we heard... Brian looked in his rearview mirror, kids were gone. When he looked down at his lock for a second and looked back up, they were, like, much closer to his car. Um, They also have that ghastly appearance we talked about, and how they're occasionally dressed in 1800s period clothing. All can lend to the idea that maybe they're ghosts. Um, It kind of makes me think of the child in the grudge. Not the 1800s period clothing, (laughs) but, like, the dark, angry, ghastly spirit kind of energy. I have never seen The Grudge, but I know what you're talking about. Okay, well, guess what we're doing this weekend? So for similar reasons to what I just mentioned, the possibility of vampires is also brought up. Love those. Well, yeah, and all the reasons we just discussed, but then also that the children admitted they needed permission to come inside the car. Like a vampire. Yeah. But not the ones in Twilight. Not the ones in Twilight. But like the ones in What We Do in the Shadows. And in... Renfield. In Renfield. That's true. Couldn't think of the name. Um, If you don't watch What We Do in the Shadows, you're missing out. Sponsor us. Oh my god, could you imagine? You hear me, Laszlo? My ash. I know you're listening. It's a show by Takai Watiti, and it's on Hulu. It's amazing. A bit crass, but... Extremely crass. Okay, extremely crass. But it's like a mockumentary, um, just like The Office. It's worth it. I am not a strong believer that vampires are real, so... Really? Really, I do love the aesthetic. It speaks to my soul, but I don't think they're real, so I don't think these kids are going to fall under that. You ever been to Transylvania? I've been to Pennsylvania. All right, close enough. All right, thanks. So yeah, I do think this, the idea of vampires is probably the most unlikely scenario of them. These next two are kind of the theories I really lean into if BEKs do exist. So first one is what you said, demons. Pretty straightforward. Black eyes unexplainable abilities, strong sense of dread, they bring anyone, and they just have that spawn of Satan kind of vibe. They do. Like Damien from The Omen, Rosemary's Baby. Never seen any of that. All right, so we do host a spooky podcast. I promise you I will get Alexis caught up. I have watched 
newer horror movies. I did not watch older horror movies yet. We'll get her accustomed to the classics. Some of the legends that go the demonic route claim that normal children can turn into black-eyed children by murdering their entire families. Oh my god. <laughs> I was not ready for that. Yeah, no. Wow. Like on purpose? Yeah, like, on purpose. Okay. Yeah, so it's almost like they make a deal with the devil. I don't understand what the kids would get out of it. I was just going to ask that. Like, could you imagine being perpetually 13 years old? You know what? Yeah, that actually sounds like my nightmare. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're just getting their punishment up front and forever. Always. 13. Or 6. Like, you can't do anything at 6. Being 6 is fun, though. Also, what if I was perpetually... But you don't have parents to take care of you. If I was perpetually 17, I was hot as shit. Yeah, but it ends at 16. <laughs> so, then what's the cutoff for your hotness? Because if it's 16, you're fucked. Well, it's close. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're already in hell, um, in my opinion. <laughs> for, <laughs> for always, like, being cursed as a child. Just experiencing the onset of puberty nonstop. Yes, and, like, young teenage years. Absolutely not. The angst. All of the angst. That's That's probably why they bang on shit. That's true. Um, and the final explanation for their existence is probably my favorite. So, aliens. And I kind of am a believer into it, especially after we just watched that movie the other night. Love aliens. Yeah, we didn't watch the movie Alien. We watched uh, Vivarium with Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, oh. I've never seen Alien. Oh, my God. All right. Well, um, it's about aliens. It's a little trippy. It's fun to watch, but this is this is now a TV and movie podcast. Yeah. I just realized like how much we're leaning into it. Where I just say, "Oh, I haven't seen that." Honestly, that's all it is. But I'm kind of interested in the alien theory. So there's some sides that say they're purely aliens. Others say they're an alien human spawn. And I kind of get it when you think about whenever you see aliens depicted, they have those solid black eyes. Yeah, and a weird-shaped gray head. Okay, yeah, but if they were a spawn, they're not going to look like that. And also, that's just like what we dream up. We don't really know for sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've seen a couple aliens. Okay, um, and that'll be on next episode. <laughs> Alexis will be sharing those experiences that I was not aware of. So beyond the black eyes... There's also that feeling of dread that's often associated with alien en encounters. And even in some of the stories, there are claims that the children will sometimes even communicate with the adults telepathically, which we know is a pretty common occurrence when people claim to be abducted, that the aliens communicate with them telepathically. Do they ever communicate with other children? No. So it's almost Strange. every story that I have read and all the research... I have never seen any occurrence of black-eyed kids trying to interact with other children, which makes it stranger, in my opinion. Yeah. Because if they were truly kids, then you would think they would want to, at some point, interact with other kids, but they don't. Unless, like, the only other child they would interact with was the partner that they... Because they always... Well, not always. Most of the time, they show up in pairs. So that's the only child interaction that you'll see, and it's very limited. Interesting. Yeah, and why I really am like leaning towards the alien theory is because they they don't act like humans. All a lot of the stories, and I'm gonna read the second one in a minute. They speak 
with a cadence that's not human. Love that. They move weird. You know, they don't have, um, like, normal facial expressions. So I'm like, if these were ghosts or vampires or even demons, they typically, I mean, if they were human at one point, so they know how to be human, especially the foundations of being human. Yeah. Like, that's that's one of the things that really stands out about them, besides their black eyes, is the way, like they said, the cadence of their speech, the way they move, the way they act. It's very unhuman. It sounds so scary. I know. Yeah. And I think this next tale is even, like, more frightening. Um, so this next story takes place in Vermont. Ooh, New England. Yeah, New England. It doesn't say exactly what town it's um, hidden for on purpose. We just know that it's a small town. It happened during the middle of winter. And Brian Bethel actually shared this story along with his own in his article. And this time, unfortunately, it was an elderly couple that kind of had to deal with this experience. So an elderly couple heard the sound of three loud knocks on their door. They opened the door and saw two children, a boy and a girl. Parents will be here soon. May we come in? The children did not make eye contact and just stood there in the doorway. The elderly couple were hesitant, but after a while, they let the boy and girl inside. The kids settled on the couch while the wife made some hot cocoa and the husband asked them questions that went unanswered. The wife returned and noticed that her cat was scared and angry with the children. Always believe the cat. Yeah, and this woman has said that her cat is usually very friendly. Yeah, so it was very out of character, the way the cat was acting. So after the husband was asking these kids some questions, they refused to answer. They kind of just acted like he wasn't there. In his own home, acting like he wasn't there. Yeah, it was odd. And then in sync, asked, may we please use the restroom? Together at the same time? Yeah. Okay. The wife looked at the kids, and she finally saw them up close. The children's eyes were as black as a starless universe. That's beautiful writing. I thought you wrote that. No, no, this is from Brian Bethel's article. Oh, okay. Yeah, he wrote it. But she directed them to the bathroom and returned to her husband, who was covering his face with his hand. Did you see their eyes? The husband then showed her his hands full of blood from a nosebleed. The power suddenly went out, and the house turned as dark as the kids' eyes. The wife headed to the restroom and was confronted by the voice of the kids at the end of the hall, uttering, Our parents are here. The kids then exited the house, leaving the door wide open. The wife then noticed that there were two men at the end of the driveway. No, thank you. The men were very tall and slender. No, thank you. The wife waved, but did not receive the same friendly gesture back. Why is she waving at them? I think it might have been like a nervous wave. Don't nervous, but go get a gun. I Why are you waving? Wave. Okay, yeah, that's true. I would do it. The two men and children then drove away together in one car. The power then came back on a little later after the kids left, and throughout the next week, weird things continued to happen in the house. Three out of the four cats that they had went missing. No! And the fourth had been found dead in a pool of its own blood. No! The husband continued to have nosebleeds and finally went to the doctor where he was diagnosed with a very aggressive late-stage skin cancer. It was in, like, the inner lining of his nose. I didn't even know that was possible, and now I have a new fear. (laughs) I 
I had no idea either, but... I had one nosebleed one time, and it ruined my life, so... Wow. Yeah. You remember. I sent you a picture. I know. Add that to the list. It was disgusting. Yeah. It was horrific. Don't blow your nose if you have a nosebleed, because it will start it all over again. And Alexis was explicitly told to not blow her I nose. I was. And then and she did it anyway. I don't follow directions, so... Lexi's life tip number two, don't blow your nose when you have a nosebleed. There it is. So, yeah, like, that is interesting to me, this story, because... This one, you actually see parents. Two men, so, I mean... Two Slenderman, basically. Two Slenderman. Two Slenderman, yeah. But that that makes me feel like aliens. That's... That's fair. Because, like, demon kids aren't going to have daddies. They're... They're... <laughs> you know, like, they're not Demons wouldn't raise their own kids. Yeah, like, they're not going to have dads. No, you're right, you're right. It's yeah. got to be aliens, yeah. It's, I think it's aliens. A progressive alien life force. The same thing, like, with ghosts, even. And, like, what's the point? What is the point? What is the point of them doing what they did in this story, though? What did they get yeah. from going into the home, being invited in, and sitting there? Interactions with humans so they could learn more on how to mimic human behavior. You know what? That's fair. That's my guess. And that is terrifying. I'm never going to talk to another person again. They're just kids, never. Six oh 16. my god, you're right. I'm already halfway there. Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, apparently there's these scary adults, too, so... I already don't talk to adults. All right. As I was researching, too, I found a couple other examples, just quick short ones. I know there's a case in Utah where this guy was driving late at night, and there was um, two young boys dressed in, like, 1800s, late 1800s-style clothing, hitchhiking. Not, like, putting their thumb up, like, actually hitchhiking, but just wandering on the side of the road. And then they ran up to his car when he slowed down, and... At first, when he was kind of, like, asking them what they were doing out in the middle of the night, he claims that the older boy smiled and his teeth were made of metal. Like he had braces? No. No. And not sharp, like fangs. What about a grill? He didn't just have a grill? No, the 1800s 12-year-old boy did not have a grill. <laughs> From Utah? From Utah. <laughs> no, like... Literally just a almost like a sheet of metal in his mouth no. with teeth carved yeah. out. I don't like that. Yeah. So that's another claim of what they can look like, but not many of them see them open their mouths. Even when they're talking, they don't see their mouths move, which is why, you know, many people believe they can communicate telepathically. It's interesting, you know. It is, but I don't want you to have access to my mind. I mean, no, I don't want it to happen to me. That's horrific. <laughs> But I'm just saying it's it's an interesting take on it, I guess. Yeah. So the place that actually seems to have modern day, currently, 2023, the most reported black-eyed children sightings is the UK. Okay, so let's keep that in mind whenever we go on our UK adventure. Yeah, we're going to go on BEK tours. No. Because there's a specific pub that is referenced a lot. Um, it's actually kind of sad. I guess three little girls went missing in like 1960. And so some people assume that this little girl sighting that's seen a lot in like 60s, you know, period clothing is this ghost of one of these little girls. Other people think it's a recurring black eyed child that kind of comes around. Um, one of the big stories from it is this woman and her daughter. I think she was an older teenage daughter, like an adult daughter. We're walking, they're taking a walk at night, 
And the mother heard a little girl like screaming, crying around the corner. So she like runs and looks around the corner. There's no one there. So she quickly turns back around to talk to her daughter. And there's a little blonde girl right behind her. She guesses around six years old and she's just covering her eyes with her hands. And she's like mime crying, I guess, like not really crying. And so when the woman tried to talk to her, the little girl abruptly moved her hands from her eyes and they were just black, giant eyes. And then she turned towards her daughter to be like, do you see this? And when she looked back, she was gone. And that specific area in the UK is known to have this specific sighting of this little girl. They're kind of split, whether it's a ghostly sighting, especially because it seems to always be in the same area. But this child has those black eyes. Do you know where in the UK this was? So I do know the area. Um, It's in Canic Chase. Never heard of that. Yeah, I haven't either. Um, We honestly should do a whole episode about Canic Chase because I've never been to England before. But it's supposed to be, like the locals call it, a paranormal portal. Okay. Yeah, apparently a lot of very creepy things happen there. I wonder if it's maybe close to the Meridian. Maybe. I, I'm Yeah, I'm not sure. We'll have to, we'll add it to the list <laughs> for our episodes and look. But yes, and there's even now today, like a ton of British tabloids will post stories about black eyed children. You know, when I was looking for a, a picture earlier, I did come across, um, a front page of the sun uk and it was a giant picture of uh, a black-eyed child yeah they really have so many if you look up black-eyed children just uk there are so many articles and stories and reddit threads and obviously published you know magazine articles tons of things that are really claiming to have root and the claims that these kids have been around since the 1980s it seems to have started in the UK, but like I said, there's no specific, like, tangible story for that 1980s timeline. But the stories are kind of spreading around the world. When I was doing my research, I saw articles from Bangladesh. I saw articles from Australia, obviously, like, the UK. Whether or not there's sightings of it happening all around the world, the urban legend is most definitely being spread. Global phenomenon. So during my research, I actually found this really cool source. So it's PBS, but they have a whole series, an online series called Monstrum, and they break down different spooky experiences or monsters. It's so cool. I love that. The same network that gave us Arthur. Was, I don't, was Arthur on PBS? I don't know. I, didn't I watch don't know PBS either, but I, I used to fuck with Arthur. <laughs> Good. I was not an Arthur kid, but I'm I'm glad. I was an Arthur kid. Yeah. That that explains a lot. But in this uh PBS like Monstrum video, they had some really cool theories about why we fear black-eyed kids and like how the lore kind of came about. And so I'm going to talk about some of the the theories that they have and kind of elaborate on them. So the first one was how naturally as human beings, we look to someone's eyes for connection and to read their character, to make judgments about them, to see if we trust them. Like, it's a very primal thing. It's the window to the soul. The windows to the soul. So it's almost like, and, and I guess that makes sense when you can't get a read on someone's eyes. It can be very unsettling already. Yeah. 
Like, I, I was thinking about how frustrating it can be when you're trying to talk to somebody who's wearing sunglasses and you can't tell if they're looking at you. It seems a bit uh, distanced in the conversation. Yeah. So that, I mean, immediately is kind of off-putting to us at, like, a biological primitive level. They also talk about how children obviously are an innate sense of goodness and innocence and how once we see that innocence kind of corrupted and threatening, like, then it becomes threatening towards us, how that can be deeply, deeply disturbing because it goes against our, our biological nature to fear kids. And that makes sense why there are so many horror movies about bad kids. Yeah. Children of the Corn, mm-hmm. which I've partially seen. Okay. You got one. Half, I would say. Half of one. We got 0.5. Yeah, we got 0.5. The Grudge, he's a kid. Yep, that's true. The Ring, she's a kid. Yep. We have, like I said, The Omen before with Damien. Lots of movies about little boys being possessed. The Exorcist. Seeing The Exorcist. Yeah. But all kids that are corrupted. Yeah. Especially scary. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's, there's a reason that that kind of trope has continued to exist until like our modern day horror movies. Um, And it is super fascinating to think that just because it's kids, it adds to the fear of it. And once they start getting to that older teenage years where they stop looking like kids and start looking more like adults, they aren't really in existence anymore. And the last one they talked about was actually just the way the urban legend was spread and how typically we can't really track it back to its roots, you know, especially specifically, but because of, you know, the modern age of the internet, things are now traceable, right? Like this was literally started by an email chain, but also it spreads so much faster. Think about even more modern, right, than the Black Eyed Children, like Slenderman. Yeah. Like, that is an urban legend that, you know, started from some doctored photos on the internet. Creepypasta. Yeah, creepypasta. I mean, and creepypasta has a big thing with black-eyed children, too. And because so many people worldwide have access to the internet, it really is just accelerating these stories and kind of giving people more to look for. And I'm not sure if it's... When you know what to look for, it kind of opens up your eyes to things, like to experiences. Or if it can make you more susceptible to that. If it can make you more susceptible to it. Or I'm saying like it can give you an image to put in your mind when you sense something scary. Uh. Right? So if you walk into a dark room, you now have the image of like a black eyed child possibly standing in the corner you know what i didn't until now so thank you very much for that you're welcome as we record late that's true when you will be going into your dark room soon why would you say that (laughs) so those are yeah those are my final thoughts about it oh they also there was um a movie made called black eyed children don't let them in um they describe it as a documentary little d doc a little D-Doc is generous. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I am. I will say they definitely did the best they could with, I'm assuming, the budget they had. What was it, like $4? I don't know what the budget was. Okay. Um, It is on Apple TV. Oh, wow. I, I know. So Time I was to get like, Apple TV. I had high expectations. Um, Don't. Just go in 
wanting to experience it. It is most definitely a little D-Doc in terms of like Blair Witch Project, not like actual documentary, just a fun little movie. If you're interested in it, there are a couple episodes, like I said, that one, Monsters and Mysteries, I believe it's called, on the Travel Channel. They have a good episode about it. And dive into some Reddit threads. Those are like a lot of personal experiences. Obviously, they're not verified, but just kind of for the fun of it all. We love a good Reddit thread. We do love a good Reddit thread. Unless you're trying to go to sleep. So we will be back next week. Thank you for continuing to listen. Please follow us on Instagram at the spectral pod. And also, if you have any scary, you know, spooky experiences you want to share, send us an email at spectralpod at gmail.com. Maybe we should put that in the bio on Instagram. Yeah, we probably should. We'll also put it in the show notes. So, and if you're interested in learning more or exploring the Monstrum series on PBS, I have uh, all of that linked in the show notes, and we hope you keep listening. And as always, good night, sleep tight, and never, ever let them in.